at the tone, three hours, zero minutes, Greenwich Mean Time. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, who goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. Welcome one and all to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. We aim to please, so if during any point of this program we fall short and leave you wanting more from us, then please do contact your elected representative and voice your opinion. You have the word of my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter, on this promise. Ah, well, if you say so, Spud, then I will fully guarantee your commitment to satisfy the desires of our listeners. That is messed up, to be a rather large undertaking. Not not that I'm trying to avoid my responsibilities here as co-host. Like you have something better to do than ensure our listeners are happy and satisfied? Maybe. I mean, that should be job one for you. Right, but I'm honest, but I just was wondering if maybe you might be promising more than we can deliver. I mean, what if thousands of unsatisfied listeners voice their displeasure all at the same time? It's only me and the interns who work on this stuff, and the interns lately haven't been exactly well, focused. You know I, what I'm hear saying? You. I hear you. I mean, look at them over there playing video games again on their phones. I'm not trying to throw them under the bus or anything. You kind of are. Well, yeah, but this is going to fall mostly on me alone you know the buck has to stop somewhere man anyway anyway i, I wanted to discuss something tonight that's been on my mind for a okay. while okay you do know we are getting older i mean that's a fact and, uh. and the thought crossed my mind that a gulf may be forming between us and the hipsters who might have listened to this show in the past hmm. we may have lost them. good call and that's yo. like 0.8 percent of the total population on earth and we just can't turn our backs on them, you know? But, but you said that hipsters hate us because we both like The Biggest Loser TV know, show. Remember, you said it would be the final straw for right. them if it got out? Spud and Chick, do not be ashamed. You enjoy The Biggest Loser TV show. There are lots of worse ways to rot your brain, you know. Like most of the programs on TNT, totally blow. So don't worry unless you are watching like six or eight or nine or ten in a row. You had to open your big mouth. Now, obviously, everybody's aware of it. But anyway, it's clear we have to commence on an outreach effort to the few hipsters that might still have an open mind about this radio show. Too late, I think a smart first step is for me to grow a soul patch. What? What the hell, yo? It would be a nice peace offering, you know? Didn't you say on there that you would never jump on the beard wagon that swept at least the northwest area of the country? I mean, does every hipster in other parts of the country also have... Tons of facial I, I hair, too? I can't say for sure, but Seattle, Washington is the epicenter of this movement, Ugh. and we need to reach out to them. Make them feel like we get them. 
you know, that we understand the significance of having huge old growth beards. So, so you can't grow a really big bushy beard. Didn't you say you had some distant relatives well, who had really low testosterone I, I don't, levels? I don't know for sure. But, but I do know I did get short change and yet one more physical attribute. That's a fact. Good call, yo. So un unless a person can, you know, get a beard transplant, a soul patch That's is going to have to do for now. Hopefully, you know, I'll get the benefit of the doubt for my facial olive branch. Now, now, I could grow a beard, but my mom feels it makes me look like some ginger serial killer she saw in one of those Texas Chainsaw movies. You know? Which one? I don't know, uh, two, three? Uh, I don't know. But if I want to live at home for the time being, I can't grow one. Guess it's up to you, Spud. Well, as you can see, I'm giving it a shot, sort of. But you're going to kind of have to look closely. You look, are? Right, look right it, there. Is, is the soul patch like on your neck No, it's down right there? here. What? Oh, whatever. I need to toss huh. us some music right now. Here is friend of the Spud Goodman show, Mr. Robin Hitchcock, and a song he did on our old syndicated show. On uh, it was on Fox, and like I think it was 1997. The tune is titled "The Devil's Radio." It's a great song. Roll it, please. Darling, you don't have to call me Stalin. or even Mao Zedong. Cause I'm far too young My rising sign is Capricorn Is that surprising? You know that I was born so very soft and easy going I make no trouble at all We was listening, ah oh, we was listening To the devil's radio listening oh I was listening to the devil's radio and it went na 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 and the devil's radio Tentacles are bland, it's like a weevil. It burrows through the land, and everybody smiles, everybody smiles. Michael, don't you know someday a spike grow right through the woodwork and come out through your palm? He was listening. Listening to the devil's radio. We was listening, ah, we was listening to the devil's radio. And it went na 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 na. And the devil's radio. Sets on the devil. Sunsets on the west. He's listening to the FM talk show. It's what he loves the best. Chief. 
from Seattle, home of SeaTac. Limbo, he was talking through a bimbo. But don't touch that dial or that hateful smile. Kate said, the flowers of intolerance and hatred are blooming kind of early this year. Someone's been watering them. We was listening, ah, we was listening to the devil's radio. We was listening, yeah, we was listening to the devil's radio. And it went, nah, 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 nah. Another devil's radio. And I said, nah, nah. Devil's radio. This is a Spud Goodman show. Hi, this is Emo Phillips, and you're listening to Spud Goodman. So don't touch that dial because it reminds me of my grandmother's left nipple. It's Spud, I think. On one's making that face again. We must have a call. All right, super. I, I hope it's him. Uh, please welcome the comedian's comedian, Mr. Jeffrey Ross, to the Spud Goodman Show. Thanks for checking in with us tonight, man. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on, Spud. This is cool. Not a problem. Um, so, Jeffrey, i got to ask you this before I even say anything more. Um, the lineup for the Oddball Comedy Tour Festival you're currently performing on is pretty much the American dream team of comedy, the A-team. <laughs> Man. I love it. I mean, I'm emceeing uh, starting on the main stage at seven, and I go for four hours. So, oh my God. to me, it's a dream. Yeah. Not only do I get a great crowd of real comedy fans, but I get to bring up some of my favorite comics. Right. So, here's a question, and I'm not trying to be a doomsday guy, but if a natural disaster occurred during a show with all you, you dream teamers, you know our country would be screwed for a generation or two. So, don't you think it's like a little risky to put all that talent in one place? I mean, who's the comic staying in an undisclosed location during this tour? That's a really good point. That's why we keep... Um we keep Dave Chappelle in a separate bunker somewhere else just oh. in case something happens this summer. Oh, there you so go. we always have Em and Chris Rock back on the East Coast. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I get to bring up Louis C.K., Sarah Silverman, Aziz. I mean, these shows are just... If you love comedy and you miss this, you're a fool. That's all I could say because I don't know if this is going to happen again anytime soon. All right. Well, like I said, you're you're still touring around the country with this and our other markets that we're in. So let me ask you this: You're considered the very best at the art form of the comedy roast. I mean, it would not be an official roast without your presence. That's that, that's my opinion, and that's pretty much fact. Thank so you. yes, have you given any thought to maybe uh, being a visiting professor at a university to teach this so this skill set maybe to aspiring young comedians? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've spoken, I think, at Yale, NYU. Um, UCLA, and I've written a book about roasting, so somehow this has become uh, more than just something that I do. Uh, it's a movement. People are roasting their friends and family at special occasions, and uh, uh, I think roasting is our new national pastime. So you might be like maybe be partially responsible some, for some domestic violence situations? I had no idea. No, no. If anything, it diffuses those sorts of things. Okay, all right. That's uh, I only roast the ones I love. All right, there you go. All right. Um, so 
Let me ask you, this is a little off topic, but what's your take on granny porn? Because it seems to be trending these days. Does that concern you? Granny porn? Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I think that it might be kind of sexy. I haven't seen much of it other than a, a, a few random pictures I have with Cloris Leachman from when we were on Dancing with the Stars when she tried to, uh, you know, my hoo-hoo. But um, I'm into it. A gilf, right? A grandma I'd like to... Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, she was Cloris Leachman too. I guess, uh, I, and I guess the the demo they break it down is anybody over thirty three. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a wide variance there. But anyway, moving on. Um, hey, we have- reminds me of a great joke if you want to hear it. Well, that um, uh, yes, Tony O told me Don Rickles' manager um, uh, about a college guy, kind of a stud, was at the bar having a few drinks. This sort of a uh, hot, you know, like milf looking. A uh, woman comes over in her 40s, and she starts talking to him, and they're having a couple of drinks, and they hit it off. And finally, she says, "Have you ever? Uh, would you ever be interested in a mother-daughter situation? You know, and he looks at her cleavage, and he looks at her, and she looks pretty good. And he says, yeah, that might be kind of cool. Um, they have one more drink. They go back to her place. She opens a bottle of wine. She goes over to the steps, and she yells upstairs. She goes, Mom, I'm home. But, but ask him if he has any spare jokes he could give us. I mean, if our show is funnier, maybe we would be more popular. I'm not going to beg Jeff for jokes. Besides, it's not the joke, it's the delivery. Oh, yeah, right. I might ask him for some roasting tips, though. Just don't use me again to practice roasting on, okay? The last time was very upsetting. Um, hey, we, you know, we had Lisa Lampanelli on a while back, and in my opinion, she's a warrior and one of the few that can go toe-to-toe with you on a dais. Is, is she your toughest foe on the roast circuit? Uh, who do you most fear? Oh my gosh, wow. You know what? Lisa is an assassin. If she targets thin on me, um, I know that I'm good. it's going to sting. These jokes tend to bounce off me, but with her, she's like Babe Ruth. She really works hard on those jokes, and they come down hard. So yes, she is somebody I don't know. I want to uh, have making fun of me, unless it's at a roast, and then, then, I, can ha- then I deserve it. All right, all right. Um, you know, we often discuss the aspect of failure on this show. Is it something that uh, I know a thing or two about? Um, it's my co-host, obviously. It's a with thread me. through our life. Yeah. So, ha- have you ever had a <laughs> tough night on stage where the audience spent more time looking at their phones and paying attention? How do you ha- how do you deal with an ADHD crowd? Do you, do you ever get that? Every now and then, there's one bozo who's recording while the show's happening. And to be honest with you, if people want to spend their money to watch me through a three-inch screen that they're they kind of deserve what they get but i think 95 percent of the audience is who i'm doing it for and they're in the moment and i wish we spent more life off our phones and in the moment uh i'm also guilty of those sorts of things but you know you can't you can't make everybody polite and you can't please everybody so i just do it for the people that are there that are that are that are real comedy fans. There's nothing like live comedy, man. Right. When you're in the, you know, you watch something on TV, it's funny, but when you see something live, it can be, you know, hilarious. I would totally agree with that. Um, so you, and you know, you are a, a road guy. You've been on the road uh, for many years. How, how many weeks do you spend actually on the road? That's a question that just kind of came to mind. Are you on a first name basis with the car rental agencies and Howard Johnson's across the country? <laughs> Luckily, those Howard Johnsons have become uh, Ritz Carltons in the last few years. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I can't complain too bad. You know, uh, 
um, you know, this oddball tour, I'll go right out the back door and jump on Louis C.K.'s private jet. So there's no reason to feel sorry for me at all. I am living a rock star life as a comedian, and um, I feel very lucky. But as far as how many weeks, I never even add it up. I mean, it's just kind of what life is for a comedian. If I stopped and added it up, added it up, I'd probably get nervous. But I got a house in L.A., a house in New York, and friends everywhere I go. So I feel very, very lucky. Yeah, I guess comedy comedy's kind of worked out for you, huh? Yeah, I think it's sticking with it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that's a fine, fine idea. Yeah, and you were in one of my favorite movies of all times, The Aristocrats. I love that oh, movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Now, which, which cat were you? <laughs> How long did it take you to think of that joke? <laughs> you spent a couple days on it, to be honest with you. But, uh, okay, moving on. That was worse on. than my joke before. Yeah. Uh, um, gotta ask you this: What's been your most memorable moment to this point as a human being on the planet Earth? My most memorable moment? Wow, man, that's a great question. Yep, I'm, a I'm gonna have to say the time that I made sweet love to B. Arthur. Wow, was that uh, were you rolling tape? No, I don't have it on tape. It's just a great memory, and it was after the after the roast of Gary Stiller when I said Sandra Bernhard, holy blank i wouldn't blank you with b arthur's blank and then it all went on from there i see i'll never forget it yeah that would be memorable um spot do you have any altoids i left them in the car oh, do you have any gum no i do not i'm working here well, well check my breath is it really bad <sighs> So, Jeff, I currently have a rather large life insurance policy and was wondering if uh, maybe you also did eulogies because I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm never going to be big enough to be roasted by you. So I was thinking of like putting in my will that the executor hire you to deliver my eulogy. Um, do you, do you have I like that idea. That's never been done. That's correct because there's really not that much difference. Is there in the material? Really? I mean... I think that's a great idea. That could be really fun. Right. You know, hopefully it won't happen for a long time and... And um, but when it does, I'll let's have you know I'll have plenty of time to prepare. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to your people about your parents' fee and everything. I, it's pretty much the same. Roasts and eulogies, right? About the same. I, I'm going to work on this. All right, super. Um, I think it could be. I think that could be a little side business that we could start. You book it, and I'll show up and roast. It doesn't even have to be at a funeral. Just be on your deathbed if you want. Wow. That way you can hear the jokes. The final push. Even yeah. better. Uh, as as you go, as you're looking for the light, I, that'd be what a better way to go out. That's an awesome idea. We're working. On on this. All right, super. Well, I like that. You're creative. I, well, thank you, though. I appreciate that. We got that on tape, too. Um, and last question, you know, we're, uh, we're we're dealing up in Seattle with the, kind of the, the, the pressure uh, to be, you know, the ultimate hipster thing. And the, the facial hair, non-facial hair, we're kind of struggling with. Now, you are, are uh, all over the place. Do we have facial hair as, of, as I speak right now to you? I do have a light uh, beard mustache to go with my uh, shaved head. Oh, I like that look. I look like the rapper. I look like a white version of the rapper Rick Ross. All right, super. Did you see any benefits when you're going with like the full, full-on kind of Grizzly Adams beard thing? Because that's really hot, you know, in the rock scene and and with the hipsters. So I'm just, we're just trying to make a decision on what look to go with here. Well, with me, it's kind of a catch-22 because when I shave, I look younger, but I also look uglier. So I keep a little beard there for. Uh, shadow it makes so that, me look thinner and handsome 
Wow. In my that opinion. Down. Write that down. I have to consider that. that that's that is, a good idea. That's going to be the tipping point. We're going with it. All right. Take this what? whole thing's creative. All right, Jeff. Well, I know you got I got to go, but we want to thank you profusely for calling in tonight. And we followed your career for quite a while. Um, we're, yeah, we, we have definitely. So I wish you the best of luck with the, with the Oddball Comedy Tour. And uh, will, are there any roasts coming up down the line that our listeners can look forward to, to seeing you on? We're still figuring out who's next. So if you think of a good one, tweet it to me, folks. I know. And Spud, if I don't see you soon, I'll definitely see you at your funeral, right? That's the plan. All right, Mr. Jeffrey Ross. Courtney Love, you're like the girl next door. If you happen to live next to a methadone clinic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, give a round of applause for not singing tonight. Well, the Courtney Love looks worse than Kurt Cobain. Once again, here's Chick. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome the Shaken Growlers. Gentlemen, welcome to our show. Unless any one of you now are in the Witness Protection Program, please expose your actual identities for our listeners. My name is Mike Chachi Dippery. I am the lead singer, bass player. Phil Bentz, guitar player and sometimes backup vocals. Jerry Draft. Jerry Jeff. <laughs> Drummer. Guys, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Um, excuse me. Um, actually, it was a typo. What I meant is, is anyone in the band now a member of any fraternal organization like the Kiwanis Club or the Elks? Because I'm just, I'm just curious. Well, I've gone into, I think, an Elks Club once, but uh, I think it was just to get the cheap drinks. Or is that the VFW? I forget. Or Eagles. Yeah, one of those. My grandpa was a member of the Eagles. Nice. Not the band. (laughs) Hell no, not the band. (laughs) You three have over the years been in a variety of bands in the Northwest. Can you toss out a bit of the family tree here? Phil should start. (laughs) Uh, Dehumanizers, Slam Suzanne, uh... The Manatees, uh, Stafford and the Bents Brothers, the Space Needles. Uh, how, how deep do you want me to go? Hey, you, you guys say right, something. I'll continue. <laughs> uh, All-American Playboys, uh, the Graceland Five, Elvis Tribute, Rock. And the Trash Train. The yeah. Trash Train. Stanwood, Washington. So what are the long-term goals of the Shaken Growlers? Open for Ozzy someday? Well, we'd like to open for the Sonics, actually. That would yeah, be, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. But we wouldn't turn down the Aussie gig either. So. No. Sharon would be cool with it. We may get booed off stage, but uh, as long as there were growlers backstage to drink. All right. What's the name of the first song? The song. Uh, the name of the first song is called Slab Down. All right, let's hear it. All right, let's do it. Shoes, mama said, don't die. 
They say it's 45 feet high Everybody jumps, everybody jumps Sometimes that mouse. Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. Once again, once again, once again, once again. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. Once again, once again, once again, here's Spud and Chick. Spud, you told me to give you a heads up if your stalker yeah. Amber was at the door here at the studio. Well, you're safe, but she's on the line holding. Should we just ignore the call? Well, I should probably take it. I mean, if I don't, she might come down to the studio and that could endanger everyone here. So, yeah. Now, what do you mean? Amber's not... Dangerous, is she? I mean, should I move farther away? No, she wouldn't hurt anyone on no, purpose. No, 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 no. But you just don't know for sure, though. That's uh, all I'm saying. I do kind of owe her, to be frank with you. You know, she paid for everything last week when she took me to the Seahawks game. Great seats. Wow. And that at the Four Seasons afterwards and an amazing breakfast in the morning at the Space Needle. Breakfast? She said something about going to another game next month, so just just put her on. Bud? Are you? Oh, you're on now. Okay, fine. I've been calling you all week. Is your cell phone still working? She's on the air. So I wanted to know if you still want to go out to dinner Saturday. I have reservations all set. Um, hmm. What 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 restaurant again? Uh, I probably it's gonna be a good one, knowing your taste. You know, though, I don't eat anywhere that serves stuff with MSG in it. It affects my the lithium I'm supposed to be taking. Oh, no, you'll love this restaurant. It just opened and reservations are really hard to get on a Saturday night. Okay. 
So I saw on your Facebook page that you really enjoyed our date last week at the Seahawk game. It yeah, well, would have been nice to hear you say that to well, me, you know? I, I think I just mentioned, you know, honestly, that the game was awesome. I don't, I don't think I wrote anything about romance. That's something that I would really never share with another living person. I'm pretty sure you know that about me by now. I guess I was just reading between the lines. As I know for a fact, we yeah. had an amazing time together. You did mumble Sorta. something. I didn't hear clearly, but I think you said you were starting to fall in like with me. We Spun. don't need to talk about this live on the air, no, but we don't. it did mean a lot to me. No, we do not. But hey, I want to ask you this. What hot game coming up do you want to take me to? Uh, um, you did say we were going to go to another game. That's what I, I do remember that for sure. We, we don't have to spend the night at the Four Seasons again. I know that's really expensive. Maybe we could just stay at the Hilton or something. I haven't bought any tickets yet. They're really pricey on StubHub. All the games are sold out, you know. Uh, well, duh. I mean, if there were tickets available at any place other than those rip-off scalper agencies, I wouldn't be asking you to take me. So, here's my thought. If, you, if you're going to try to buy tickets, let's shoot for the Dallas Cowboys game because I want to see America's team get thoroughly embarrassed. I just love that. Okay, I, love I can it. look on Good the call. ticket agency website to see what's available and how much they cost. Well, if we're going to get the good seats um that's what i was kind of hoping for and why don't you just do that just get the good seats not those crappy ones up in the nosebleed section you gotta have binoculars or whatever i'm kind of used to being down where the action is now okay well I'll, ch I'll check it out um since i can't reach you on your cell phone i was thinking it was time to introduce you to my son zachary son I told you about him i think you two would really hit it off if we go to the game, I'm going to get three tickets. The hotel wouldn't even charge us at his age if he stayed with us in the um, room. You know, I, I sort of thought Zachary, I heard you mention this. I thought it was either your dog or fish or something. I, I think I would have remembered if you said you had a kid. I mean, I'm, I'm nothing against kids at all, but you know I'm not very good at throwing the ball around and discussing the facts of life. How about I if never Zach and I just stuff. dropped by your apartment Saturday morning? When I was growing So you around. two can get to know each other a bit. Well, Maybe, you know, we can go to the zoo well, or something before you and I go out to dinner that um, night. That'd be good. How does that sound? But that'd be like an all day thing. All day. And I and actually I have a like a dentist appointment earlier that on the Saturday? Day. Earlier. How, it's early. How about you? You call me when you get back from the dentist and the three of us can still do something. How does bowling sound? That is well, messed up, y'all. Well, my chiropractor told me to lay off bowling for a few years because there's some sort of disc-related degenerative thing going on back there. How about if I call you and we figure this thing out and later I'll, I'll you know, because I kind of got to go now. This is something we need to hash on the air. We've already killed like two minutes. It's almost as bad as dead air here. So uh, I will call you later, okay? Uh, okay, fair enough. We can discuss this further. Call me tomorrow, okay? I get home from work 5.30-ish. Talk to you yeah, then. Well, Love you. Um, um, yeah, you, you take it easy. She's got a job, okay. Spud. That's a good All right, thing. Hey, we need to move on here to the clip of the week, okay? Right now, it is time to play our clip of the week. This one comes courtesy of that lovable dispenser of Megamine Diatribes Rush Limbaugh. This was spewed out of his mouth a while back, but we couldn't resist retrieving it for an encore appearance. I guess he has a problem with Michelle Obama's effort to at least try and prevent millions of kids from becoming popping fresh doughboys like Rush. I think she hit a nerve on this one, so it's a good thing she didn't push the just say no to the oxy doctor shopping thing, too. That might have made his head explode. Roll the clip. Sure, you're aware that uh, nutritionist at large Michelle Obama 
is urging, demanding, advocating, requiring what everybody can and can't eat. She's demanding that everybody basically eat cardboard and tofu. Cardboard and tofu. Tofu. Fu. Fu. Michelle Mybell, minus the husband, took the kids out to Vail on a ski vacation. They were spotted eating. That's ridiculous. And they were feasting on ribs. Ribs that were 1,575 calories per serving with 141 grams of fat. The problem is, and dare I say this, dare I say this, dare I say this, it doesn't look like Michelle Obama follows her own nutritionary dietary advice. And then we hear that she's out eating ribs at 1,500 calories a serving. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say that our first lady does not project, does not project the image of women that you might see on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, swimsuit issue, swimsuit, swimsuit, swimsuit issue. Uh, All that for jiggle jaggle is not beautiful. And, and Michelle, my bell's out there saying if you eat the roots and the tree bark and the berries and all this cardboard stuff, you'll live longer, be healthier, and you won't be obese. Okay, fine. Poor kids are living in food deserts. Parents are unemployed. Kids got no place to go other than the mall. Other than the mall. Hang around for scraps at the Orange Julius place. Maybe get some papaya juice out there. And then they hear about Michelle, my bell, and the kids. 1,500 calories per rib, per rib serving, 141 grams of fat. I'm just saying. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. So, so Spud, what if you do grow a soul patch and the hipsters still don't think you're cool enough? I mean, what's your next move? What's it going to be, I'll yo? Cross Come that on. bridge when it happens. My hope is very soon, though, that the beard phase is over and a guy can get by with the normal three-day stubble. Yeah, but you don't like that look either. As you've complained many times about soap operas and the TNT network being full of these mega overly groomed, scruffy-looking actors. You know, you've voiced your displeasure about yes, them getting parts on this. shows strictly because of their state-of-the-art stubble. Oh, I have changed. nothing against the look. No. I just don't grasp how they pull it off. I mean, maybe it's special effects or something. On me, it just appears I have a dirty face. On them, they look so aggressively fabulous. Hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, at least none of the hipsters walking around with those big bushy beards are ever on soap operas or TNT. I don't want to sound all Freudian here, but with those guys, seriously, I can't help but feel it's all about size for them. For musicians, the bigger the beard, the closer they are to getting a record deal or a beautiful babe, or both. Yeah, come on. Only a complete fool these days would start a band without the proper length, that's a fact. You know, a Fu Manchu or a Van Dyke is so retro, it's not even retro anymore, it's just lame. That's right. You know, that look has just become half-assed facial facial hair. It's just, just the look that I can come up with, but of course, it doesn't it doesn't work or rate anymore. And I've, uh, anyway, What's I'm, with I'm, you, I'm, Joe, I'm huh? babbling on here. I'd, I'd rather have my weak-ass stubble, though, than fail miserably in a full-blown effort to challenge the current standards of at least in Seattle right now. So I'm I've, I'm at peace with the soul patch. Have you given any thought to like a hair piece for your face? I'm not talking about some cheesy fake beard you can buy at costume stores, but something with real human hair that would that is messed up, yo. Those countries where it was more important to have facial hair than just about anything else. Well, until the last few years, I have been able to tell women, you know, that I could grow a really cool beard, but I don't want people to mistake me for Ted Kaczynski. That used to work. 
That was my out with women, yeah, but, but it doesn't fly anymore. But couldn't you just say you have a hormonal imbalance? That should get you a pass. But that sounds like a code word to women that I'm going through menopause or I have issues in the bedroom, and neither is a positive when you wish to have female companionship, you know? Spud, you are on the money with this one. You bring this up in the heat of passion and she is done. Trust me now and keep your mouth shut and you will have way more fun. Yeah, good point. Maybe there are women out there who are not attracted to a guy with a big bushy beard. I hope so myself. It's getting hard enough to compete in the dating scene as I get old. I've lost a step or two and now this beard thing comes up. I know. Well, let's try to put it aside for right now because we still have the rest of the show to do. Right. Right now we need to check in and see if our next guest, if he's on, is he holding? Check it out. Hey, Spud, Spud, we got, we got, got. You think it's him? It, it's I, Bill Bellamy. I, I yes. certainly hope so. It's gotta be. Well, please say hello to actor, producer, stand-up comedian Bill Bellamy to our show. How you doing? What's up, Spud? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. Uh, yeah, we've been, we've been trying to hook up for a while. I, I appreciate you doing this. Um, so let's get down to business. You're now out on your nationwide ladies' uh, night out tour. Does that mean that yeah. any guy going to your show is going to be outnumbered by women significantly? Are they? Gonna, do guys need to fear this? Be intimidated? I think guys guys are going to really appreciate the number of females that come to my shows. Uh, the numbers I would say is probably eight to one. Whoa! So if, if you come if you come to the show with your lady. That's a great thing. You know, you got one. But if you come with the fellas, this you got seven to eight chances to get shot down. <laughs> Damn. I like those odds. All right. <laughs> the numbers uh, are in your favor. Just keep going, fellas. Keep going. Well, hey, with comedy, do you find much difference in what makes women laugh compared to men? I myself know it's much more you know, difficult to get women laughing with me rather than at me. I have more experience with that. And what, what's your angle? Do you have to try a different tack I with I think... Um, I think when you when you you dial in on the right page, and that's what comedy is about. Much like music, you got to relate to it, right? If there's a song that's like really touches the chord with you, you listen to it more. And like with comedy, if you're talking about things that people uh, can relate to, or are talking about, or what's going on, and it and you have an interesting, funny slant on it, that's how everybody starts laughing because they're like yeah that, I, th- I think the same way or oh my god I, that happened to me so that's the part that I love about comedy is like and I think with women women want to laugh and they want a guy or a girl that's going to make them laugh about themselves in a fun way and not beat them up you know what I mean right right Okay, well, super. Um, well, Bill, you currently host a daily half-hour program that just debuted in select markets, and it's called mm-hmm. Let's Ask America, and it's going to launch later nationwide in January on the Game Show Network. So it's an interesting concept. That it's not it's not your average game show. The contestants are playing at home on their couch via a web chat setup. Yeah, man. It's, it, it, it reminds me, well, honestly, when I got this opportunity, it reminded me of my MTV days because the energy of the show is, like, way up there. It's using the young technology, basically, you know, people are Skyping in from wherever they are, where are they at their job or home or wherever they're comfortable to get a good internet connection. And I mean, we even had a lady that was at her, at a, <laughs> at a car, at a car lot, her dad owned a car lot. So she was right there trying to sell cars and be on the show. It was hysterical. We've had people that are like uh, magicians, showgirls. 
actors, models, moms. Hey, Spud, Spud, I, I feel kind of warm. I, I might have a fever. Feel my forehead. Lean this way. No, it feels normal to me. Oh, maybe it's just a hot flash. Uh, men don't get them. Oh, that's good to know. Maybe we could turn up the AC in here. Dads, firemen, policemen. I mean, it's all over the place. Talk show host? And, uh, and the cool thing about it, too, you can win up to $35,000, and you're not even leaving your house. Okay, now you're talking. You gotta, Whoa. Right. You just got to guess what the answers are. You're sitting there trying to guess what you think America is thinking. That's what's cool about it. Well, because that's, wow, that's significant cash. That's like way more than just a parting gift. That's more than anybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this guy, uh, on our first show, this guy won 29000 It was pretty Damn. cool. Yeah, I'd say so. That, that's like a new car. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Right. That's like, I mean, it's just some real cool money just to be home having fun. <laughs> Beats the hell out of the show. I'm watching shows where I earn nothing. I got to say that for the record. Yeah, you know, let's ask America. I thought, like, why? But now I know. Absolutely. And that's the fun part because we got a live studio audience and they're all like, all in, all in. Everybody what you go for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you win, the place goes crazy. Well, it's absolutely pandemonium. Our listeners in Detroit, I know you're on there in, select, in, in one of the select markets. Absolutely. Every and, night, 7.30. All right. That's good to know. Okay. Sweet. Um, so you recently did a new movie, The Bounce Back. Uh, when's this one going to be released? Um, it is going to come out Valentine's Day 2015. I just came back uh, from Toronto last weekend to uh, promote the film. And there was a lot of guys up there promoting these indie movies and it was really a great opportunity, man, to not only see, you know, how big the Toronto Film Festival is, but you also see guys like, you know, Chris Rock or Mark uh, Ruffalo and, you know, Shannon uh, Tatum. All these guys are doing their independent films and producing this stuff, so they're there as well. Mm-hmm. So you got a bunch of A-list people, man, that's doing, like, real cool projects. It was a good time. Well, you do know, though, this probably means you're going to have to do more lame interviews by annoying radio show hosts like me. So should we book our segment now or we should wait till the, I guess, we'll wait till your people call us. So, all right, never mind. Yeah, never yeah, mind. I'll call you back, but I'm going to give you first dibs. All right, that's <laughs> okay, that's on the record. There's no, You can't erase the tape. It's on the record, but I'm not going to change up on you, man. You're a good dude. All right, super. Let me ask you this, uh, Bill. Your cousin is uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who I think is one of the funnier guys on TV these days. He kills on Inside Absolutely. the NBA. Um, and Charles Barkley, I think, are two of the funniest. The, the best. The yeah. best. But my question's this. You're like 6'4". Did you ever, ever try to dunk on him at family gatherings? Are you kidding me? First of all, he's going to snatch you out the air. <laughs> yeah. Because he don't true. want you to dunk on him. You know, there's very few people that caught Shaq out there. I mean, he's gotten dunked on, but not a lot of dudes because he's so wide and so big. Like, you would really have to just get up quick and get over him because if he if he just were to bump you, you fly out of the arena. You're telling me he wouldn't let a family member, just a little bit of mercy, nothing? Oh, no, 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 no. I doubt it. I okay. doubt it. All right. Competition. This dude, this, dude, this dude is so hilarious. Do you like... He'll like he'll just run into you to make sure you hit the ground or something. <laughs> Spot, yes. Ask Bill if he ever got the situation's autograph when he worked at MTV. I, I think Bill was long gone before that dude was on that channel. It was years later. Well, I was just wondering whatever happened to him and Vinny and Polly D. Don't you? Seriously? All right. Well, I'm gonna hit you with my 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 heavyweight question. What's been their most memorable moment to this point as Bill Bellamy? What are we talking about? Um, 
Um, I want to say there's a couple, but the top three would be my all my time at, at uh, MTV was fantastic. You know, all the fun spring break stuff we used to do was cool. Uh, any given Sunday, that pops out in my head, uh-huh. you know, immediately. That was one of the, because I love football, that was just like, what a great opportunity to play an NFL wide receiver. That was really, really hot. And then um, the one that, you know, comes up every day is How to Be a Player. Like, everybody, you know, loves right. that movie. So I think How to Be a Player is one of those epic moments. <laughs> Super. Yeah, and we have a football team in Seattle here. Yeah, they play a little football. Yeah, a, 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 a Super Bowl champion football team. Let's right. get it right. <laughs> yeah, if you're on stage uh, at any time in, in this vicinity, just mention just mention the word Hawks and you get a standing O. It's just a little tip. But okay, um, long, last question. Last question. Um, Long term career goals besides taking over show business itself, because you're involved in every, it seems like every aspect. I mean, you're very well positioned at this point. So, what's your long term career goal if you could throw something out? Well, I'm going to continue to make movies. I'm working on my next comedy special. Um, another hour that I'm re- ready for. I did Crazy, Sexy, Dirty, and Ladies Night Out. And now I'm ready to do my solo project. So um, I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to go down as probably one of the top ten to ever do it. You know, um, my fans have grown up with me. I think that they're they're going to keep riding with me. I just keep putting out quality content. You know, I think that's what it is. You got to make people have a good time. And I've always done that. You know, I always make people feel good and have fun. And who doesn't want to do that? So yep. I, that's what I plan on doing. All right. That sounds uh, Honorable like a plan. All right. Super. We'd like to really thank you so much for calling in tonight, Bill. And uh, hopefully we can talk again. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, uh, uh. Ah, looks just like the real thing. Once again, here are the Shaken Growlers. Right, you ready?
about you And so they too take it uh sure i guess who is it um, they didn't say nobody famous or anything just a caller well i hope whoever it is will at least be interesting caller caller you there you're on the air yeah i was listening to a few minutes of your show tonight and i thought i'd just call in i say you guys should grow a beard i mean I, now i saw a photo of both of you on your facebook page before i picked up the phone <laughs> 2006 called and they want you to come play dominoes oh okay gonna be like all right, all right fine okay so you're so you're a pro beardy kind of guy do you hop on every style or fad generally hey, call her. my mom would have a fit if i grew a beard maybe when i move out to my own apartment i mean that's the plan to move out not not to well, grow so, a beard so that? you have one of those big bushy things right i can just picture what you look like how do you eat like super cotton candy Oh, I'm pretty good at eating food. I've never had a problem so far. Well, I am guessing then that you are a genuine hipster, like this is the real deal. Am I correct? Well, that that's what my ex-wife called me. I, I never fully understood if that was a compliment or not. Uh, she was fairly bitter at the end of the marriage. So, like, you what, dumped her for a younger, hipper woman? Is that a newer model? Well, not exactly. I Actually, I, I am in a relationship right now, but that was not the deciding factor when I chose to leave the marriage. <clears throat> it's a long and tedious story better left unsaid. Yeah, but probably. I, I, call, I called to offer my input on what you guys are discussing tonight. That's all. Well, Kate, can I ask if you have any tattoos? Are, are they all over you, like 100% of your body? So I know that's a prerequisite for to be, you know, to be a real hipster, a real one. I mean, you can... Can you actually be considered well, hip without at least a little I, I do, in strategic places? I do have a few tattoos. Most of them are meaningful to me, but you have fewer mistakes. Uh, I don't think ink has much to do with being a hipster, if that's your question. Well, what uh, is to me, you're either born with this trait or not. Either you have it or you don't. Uh, I seem to have been blessed with it since I was a child. I guess. Really? I, I mean, I, I can remember I my second grade teacher. She was remarking uh, just how subject? unique yeah. and original I am. I don't know. Uh, from my hand-painted lunchbox to my haircut with this 
little flock of seagulls and a whole lot of that chick singer from really? Bow Wow Wow. Okay, that's about that's oh, from that, Bella, yeah. that's from that point. Studio. I was just one step ahead yeah. of everyone else. Okay, it would be really cool to be one step ahead of everyone fashion wise. Okay. I'm jealous. Okay, yeah, but you know the pressure must kill guys like you. I'm thinking about it here because you know you really can't go out in public and like a pair of pants that even sort of look like Dockers or. Like maybe, I don't know, wear a football jersey from a player who was like really good at one time, but it's now pretty horrible and about to get released, you know? I mean, there's so yeah. much pressure. Yeah, you know, you, you do have to stay on your toes and really keep up with what's going on, but hey, it's doable. Uh, at least well, for me. As for you guys, well, there's nothing more sad than some aging hipsters who just don't know when to call it a day. Well, you, you know what I mean. I mean, now, now growing a beard is a safe call, but that's as far as I would go if I were well, you. Oh, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll take your recommendation huh. under assessment. We got to go now, though. Hey, could I ask, uh, you know, what you've been doing after I like hang up on you? Or are you going to a rave or something later tonight? I'm, I'm guessing you don't stay home much and veg out in a snuggie, huh? Well, not really, but hey, raves are are just so over, man. Hey. I gotta go. Excuse me. Yeah. I didn't Talk to you later. No, no, I'll Bye. let you go. No, no, I will let you go first, all right? I'm gonna let him... I, I think he hung up on us, bud. You need to be quicker on the button. Wow. All right, fine. Uh, we're gonna take a brief break. Don't go away. Man, that, that dude got on my nerves. They all do. The new Oreo cookies. The new Oreo cookies are so amazingly good. So many flavors, I don't know if I should. Just say the hell with it and buy as many as I could. Cookie dough and birthday cake are but a few I would. Eat until that's all I could withstood. The new Oreo cookies are so amazingly good. Except for the berry flavored ones. They totally suck. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay, let us end this show as we began by reassuring our listeners that we remain committed to meeting the needs of committed. all who are willing to give us an hour or two of their valuable time each week. I hope tonight we at least satisfy the majority of those who are still with us. Well, Too I'm late, pretty no. sure we made at least a few people happy. I guess that's something we can feel good about. I sure hope so. Man, this radio thing is so much more work than our old cable TV show. The half hour on TV was pretty much a breeze compared to two hours now on radio, wasn't it? You know, if I had a big bushy beard back in those days, no way we would have got picked up by Fox. <laughs> no. The only one on the tube at that time with facial hair in those days was like Tom Selleck and his cop stash. Well, the times do change and we have to keep up with them. Maybe your soul patch will be good enough for the time being. That Later, is messed up, yo. Human hair, fake beard using our promo shot. I've read that they look totally real, but they are really expensive. I'm not going to go to a, a money tree store for a beard loan, okay? If the hipsters reject me because of my weak beard, then so be it. Good call, yo. You know, maybe I could maybe make some inroads, though, if you think about it, with the Amish demographic. Because I think I can hot. almost grow one of their beards, because most eighth graders can. But do you worry about the next fashion trend coming? I mean, it could be the final straw if it's something we can never pull off. I'm not going to worry about going to think about it. Yeah, well, what if suddenly Mike Tyson's face tattoo takes off? My mom and dad would kick me out for sure. Or, or, or bell-bottom pants or leisure suits because of that ironic deal again. God, I hate bell-bottoms. 
chick speaks the truth Fashion never stays the same And by the time you try it on It's become lame One day it looks so wild And the next so tame Just remember if you do keep that soul patch You will have no one else to blame You are not hip enough to pull it off So stop playing this stupid game I probably would have a problem with face tattoos unless I could go the henna route. But, you know, I, I would get sick of... I mean, who wouldn't get sick of the same look for the rest of your life on staring at you in the mirror every day when you brush your teeth? Yeah, no matter what Mike says, I'm pretty sure he has second thoughts these days. I don't you think... think? A, you know, I don't think a face tattoo would look that good on you anyway. Unless you got some what? work done first. Like, you know, what? your nose... You what the, the hell, the, Joe? The if I had to, I could probably could pull it off, thing. but I don't want to, okay? Yeah. Anyway, I think everyone gets your point. Little so my eyes. name again is Spud Goodman. For my co-host, Chick Hunter here, be all that you can too. be, and I mean that... God bless and ciao. Once again, here are the Shaken Growlers. All right, let's do it. We got a who, got a who. That's a roll back, roll back the way, that's a through the who. Ooh, that's a through the wood. Yeah, it's got a pod, like a pod. Yeah, this is a time that I thought we'd go through the wood. of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. And Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com. And follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
an hour of the best of Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Jerry, this is it. We are on the air. Now, don't blow this. Me blow this? You are the one with no talent. I was born to host my own radio show. Welcome, World Wide Web. I hope you're ready to be knocked on your butt, because I am ready to bring it. Jerry, you didn't announce the name of the show. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Super. Who gives a crap about Spud Goodman? You and I are the host. Let's do this. What famous celebrities am I going to interview? Oh, slow down there, Jerry. Slow down. Uh, Jerry, there's a proper way to be a host. And the first thing is to introduce the panel members here with us. Are you going to waste your time with these dipshits? I mean, come on. They're just dead weight around here. Oh, Jerry. I don't need their input, okay? Not super. That is rude, Jerry. I'll agree with that, Steve. Now say hello to Chick Hunter, Spud's co-host, as you know. Hey, 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 Jerry, it's nice to have you here, huh? Hey. They bring you out at night, right? Yeah, hey. Yeah. Okay. Say well. hi to Dave and the one on the soundboard, too. On one. It is a genuine pleasure to be here with both you, Uncle Steve, and also with Jerry. It's good to see you, Jerry. You are going to give these techies airtime? Well, yeah, on one, yeah. He, he wants lots of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I practically run the station. Jerry, we have a job here to do tonight, and your attitude is not appreciated by everyone here in the studio. Right now, we need to introduce a couple of songs Spud picked out for us to play. Spud Goodman picked the music for our show tonight? I thought we had total creative control here. That sucks, man. Uh, Pipe down. Right now, we have Guns and Rosetta with Hello, Ola, and Ciao, and then Frank Smith with Put Me in a Hole. Please hit play, guys.
Goodman Post Show Report. Okay, Jerry. Now we are supposed to interview tonight's musical guest, the Super Rowlers. Yeah, play nice, Jerry. Hey guys, how are you doing tonight? Awesome. Great. Great. How come there are no chicks in your band? No offense, but I'm a little disappointed. Chicks can't rock, man. Come on. How dare you? Don't don't mind, Jerry. Don't mind, Jerry. Would it be okay if we asked you what are your main musical influences for the band? Would that be too personal? Not at all. For me, I'd say like the Kinks, the Sonics, Jeff. That all works. I'd probably go Ramones and replacements. Okay, Young Super. Fresh Mellows. I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> Super. <laughs> no other band. And maybe we should get your names again too. And you are. My name's Mike Chachi Dippery. Phil Bentz. Jerry Jeff. Thank you. Ask them how much action they get after their, their gigs. This is rock and roll, dude. People want to hear their stories of sex parties and drug overdoses. Jerry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerry, that's personal information. I, I'm sure the band would not be comfortable discussing their sex lives. Right, guys? Huh? Yeah. No problem, Jerry. <laughs> so, so what are your long-term plans for the band? Maybe performing at the Coachella place someday? Coachella would be nice, but maybe me and you could go play at Burning Man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That is not super. Oh, wow. Not super. You got you, Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry, he doesn't look happy, Uncle Steve. Let's hear some rock and roll already, man. What is the name of the song you're going to do, and let's do it. Well, shoot. Let's do Hoarders, huh? <laughs> All right, everybody, gather up your things. Here we go. Neighbors finally lost a complaint. Clean up your house or you must be king. Where do you, where do you, where do you hide to take a nap? Order. Every year the garbage chain piles higher up. The dishes can let a hygiene become dire. Where do you, where do you, where do you hide to take a nap? Order. A dog protective service collar. Grandma living in total squalor. Lifetime's mess cleaned up in day. Yeah. Can't seem to throw nothing away. Order. Clean up, Phil. Another carcass of a missing kitty cat 
Where do you, where do you, where do you hide to take it out? Order. But she would not leave us as a whole. All of the city declared it inevitable. A lifetime's best cleaned up in the face. Yeah. Can't see to go nowhere. Can't see to go nowhere. Can't see to go you're listening to the spud goodman post show report chick i believe you have a highlight from spud's interview with comedian jeff ross yes yes i do all right super and i gotta tell you like talking to jeff ross it was really cool because this guy was a pit bull i mean you could not get anything past him and then i remembered oh yeah he has a law degree i mean you could not beat this guy so on one you got that yeah, that would be memorable. Um, so, Jeff, I currently have a rather large life insurance policy and was wondering if uh, maybe you also did eulogies because I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm never going to be big enough to be roasted by you. So I was thinking of like putting in my will that the executor hire you to deliver my eulogy. Um, do you, do you have I like that idea. That's never been done. That's correct because there's really not that much difference. Is there in the material? Really? I mean... I think that's a great idea. That could be really fun. Right. You know, hopefully it won't happen for a long time. And and um, but when it does, I'll let's have you know I'll have plenty of time to prepare. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk to your people about your parents' fee and everything. I, it's pretty much the same. Roasts and eulogies, right? About the same. I, I'm going to work on this. All right, super. Um, I think it could be. I think that could be a little side business that we could start. You book it, and I'll show up and roast. It doesn't even have to be at a funeral. Just be on your deathbed if you want. Wow. That way you can hear the jokes. The final push, even yeah. better. Uh, as, as you go, as you're looking for the light, I, that'd be what a better way to go out. That's an awesome idea. We're working on this. All right, super. Well, I like I, that. You're creative. I, well, thank you, though. I appreciate that. We got that on tape, too. Um, and last question, you know, we're, uh, we're... What do you think of that, Uncle Steve? Huh? Huh? Well, Jerry thinks Jeff Ross rules, but he thinks he should have been the one to interview him. They have so much in common. Really? I bet Jerry would be an excellent eulogist. You know, I think he would too. Yeah, he can. He doesn't chuckle or laugh or anything during those eulogies. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a good idea that Spud gave Jeff Ross, and he liked it too. He did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Super. Spud's funeral will be the first one. No. Oh, man. No, I guess that wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah. Well, what do you got, Uncle Steve? Well, all righty then. Time to get back to the music. First up, we have a local band, 13 Scars, with Sweet Nothings. And then we have rockabilly great Gene Summers with I Got a Baby. Roll it.
for more of the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Super! Thank you. 
welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Uh, Uncle, Steve, Uncle Steve, Uncle Steve, I guess Ivy's holding on the line. Ivy Quinn, yeah, the host of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. At least she was until a few weeks ago. All right, we super. need to put her on the air, Uncle Steve. Uh, why? I think Jerry and I have things pretty much under control here. We are both firm believers in the old mm. adage, too many cooks in the kitchen causes botulism and even ptomaine poisoning. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, but we need to put her on right now. Ivy, are you there? I am. Hey. hey. Ivy. I've been pretty... Hey. I've been, I've been really busy lately, but um, a friend of a friend actually listened to a few seconds of the last show, and they told me there were some disparaging remarks made about me on the air, and I, I kind of would appreciate an opportunity to defend myself. Uh, who were you again? Do, do, could you prove who you are? I mean, I'm not. Do you have ID or something? Is, is, is this Spud's uncle, right? The dude that's not really a ventriloquist but carries a dummy around with him, right? Hey, Ooh. hey, please do not call Jerry here a dummy. That was not necessary. Don't call Jerry a dummy. I don't know what to call him. Yeah. What, what, Jerry? No. Jerry, no, no. Two wrongs do not make a right. Super. You cannot say that to her. No, don't do it. That's disrespectful. Anyway, chick, just make sure no one cuts me off until I'm done, okay? I'm not going to do it, and I don't think on one, on, on one would either. I got your back, Ivy. Okay, you got but Are you going to drag me into this? I, I'd rather stay out of it if it's possible. I was just given my first perk on the job last week by our, our executive producer, Ms. Lori Madsen. I now get two band CDs a week that get sent in. Right now, it's the one Spud won't play on the air, but some of them aren't that bad. Oh, that's cool. Good job, chick. Um, I'm getting listen, something. all I want is... All I wanted to say to listeners right now just deals with the misinformation about my job performance that was disseminated by the current executive producer, Lori Madsen. Current. She totally distorted the truth by saying I was dismissed for insubordination. In fact, I resigned because I could no longer deal with her constant micromanaging and lack of trust in my professional capabilities. I mean, I really had no choice. Super. It's a uh, Ivy, right? Both Jerry oh. and I, both Jerry and I think the right thing for you to do now is to move on and accept that you're no longer the host of the Post but, Show Report. But we're just saying. But, listen, you, listen. Uh, I have no interest in ever hosting this show again, at least not under the current management structure. Let me let me make it kind of clear how unprofessional this organization is. I mean, I got most of my directives in post-it notes. Well, I've been getting them like that for years, and you know, I don't mind the post-it notes. The sticky part's nice, as I just put them on whatever's handy. Oh, chick, you don't have to work under these conditions. Really? You deserve better. I strongly advise you to join me in distancing yourself from the show as quickly as possible. But I've worked with Spud for 20-some years. He depends on me. Who are you kidding? Super. Chick, listen. Let me ask you this. Uh Has he ever mentioned that he would fight for you to get your own show someday? No. Hmm? No. What's the future of being a co-host at your age? Stephen Colbert's got a show coming on. Stephen Colbert might have one. Walk away while you still have your dignity, my love. Uh, Jerry would like to jump in here to voice his opinion. Listen, lady, 
you had your moment in the sun. It's my turn now, and I intend to milk this opportunity for all it's worth. So why don't you just hang up now and maybe go join the PTA or something. Let a real pro do his thing and prepare to be dazzled. Believe me, I have much bigger dreams than to be the host of this dinky little show. Chick, yeah. last chance to follow my lead. Oh. I have a couple meetings in the next few weeks, and let's just say the future's looking pretty bright. That's, that's really all I can say right now. Oh, man, I need to go. Um, I'm meeting some friends for drinks. Yeah, I, I'm going to miss the ice cream, Ivy. Now, you're, you say I friends know. for drinks, male or female? Both. Oh. If you want to join us at the Parkway Tavern in about an hour, I'll look for you. Okay. Oh, I, I really got to go, though. Um, if you run into your executive producer, tell her I send my best. Bye. Super. Well, that was kind of awkward, don't you think? No. I she thought it was just fine. Well, Jerry feels we need to play some more music right now to clear the air.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And just like a real radio station where they always tell you what you just listened to instead of telling you beforehand because I forgot to do that. You just heard a group, Splash, who are from somewhere overseas and, and their song was called Need It. And after that, we had a Northwest band that was very popular in the 80s around here called The Heats. And they're one of Jerry's all-time favorite bands. And, and that was their song, I Don't, no, I, I, I Don't Like Your Face. I Don't Like Your Face. That was that song. Anyway, back to you, Uncle Steve. Okay, Chick, I'm told it's time for Spud's Clip of the Week. What do you have for us? So it's right back to me then, huh? That's yeah. kind of cool. Well, th- this Clip of the Week is it's Rush Limbaugh, and I, I really don't know what to say about that. I mean, he kind of says it all. When you say Rush Limbaugh, you know what you're going to get. You, you'd think this segment would be Jerry's Clip of the Week. I would have come up with something way cooler. What? All right, super. Mind your manners, Jerry. Roll the clip. Sure, you're aware that uh, nutritionist at large Michelle Obama is urging, demanding, advocating, requiring what everybody can and can't eat. She's demanding that everybody basically eat cardboard and tofu. Cardboard and tofu. 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 Michelle, my bell, minus the husband, took the kids out to Vail on a ski vacation. They were spotted eating. That's ridiculous. And they were feasting on ribs. Ribs that were 1,575 calories per serving with 141 grams of fat. The problem is, and dare I say this, dare I say this, dare I say this, it doesn't look like Michelle Obama follows her own nutritionary dietary advice. And then we hear that she's out eating ribs at 1,500 calories a serving. No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say that our first lady does not project, does not project the image of women that you might see on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, swimsuit issue, swimsuit, swimsuit, swimsuit issue. Uh, All that for jiggle jaggle is not beautiful. And, and Michelle, my bell's out there saying if you eat the roots and the tree bark and the berries and all this cardboard stuff, you'll live longer, be healthier, and you won't be obese. Okay, fine. Poor kids are living in food deserts. Parents are unemployed. Kids got no place to go other than the mall. Other than the mall. Hang around for scraps at the Orange Julius place. Maybe get some papaya juice out there. And then they hear about Michelle, my bell, and the kids. 1,500 calories per rib, per rib serving, 141 grams of fat. I'm just saying. Uh, Uncle Steve, I don't know what it is about Rush Limbaugh, but why is he talking about people taking in too many calories? He's kind of a jubble, isn't he? I would think so. Last time I saw him, he wasn't. And, and that's okay. I mean, that's fine as long as he's fit. That's the important part. But He doesn't what? look fit. It sounds like he's reaching, you know, for that stuff. And it's cardboard and tofu. I mean, and cardboard and tofu and cardboard and tofu. I don't know how many they, plates he has. They were on vacation, right? So you're kind of allowed to pork out on vacation. I hope they do pork out on vacation. Our president's pretty darn lean. He must be on vacation all the time then. Hey, you might want to be careful there, Uncle Steve. Mm. No. Trent, what did you what you didn't have any comment to make about that clip? Well, I'm a bit of a trouble myself, so I don't think I have the right to No, make no, 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 Trent. You just lighten up on yourself. Don't you worry Super. about that. Super. It's all about being toned and fit. That's what it is. So, 
Should, should we return to the music? We probably should. Okay, we have another blast from the past with, wait a minute, blast from the past? What are you, a wannabe wolfman Jack? Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, that was not necessary. First up is sub-pop recording artist Swallow from 1988 and their song Zoo. And after that, we have a singer-songwriter who performed this song live on the Spud Goodman Show recently. I remember. Kai Alfred Hillig with Berlin Ain't What It Used To Be. Berlin is in Europe, right? Jerry. Take her out when I got paid 
She'd laugh and say, go find someone your own age But if you saw these two old Germans, you would know two things That friendship can be hot and that Berlin ain't what it used to be Claudia and I, we work side by side Scraping ceilings after some violent crime And she'd think she'd saw a ghost and asked if I had seen Stepping out for a smoke, saying Berlin ain't what it used to be. But here you are, a million miles from home, and the wall is falling, and you've changed yourself, you know. So they built some condos, so they hung up some new lights. I bet you after the sun goes down that the fucker really sparkles at night. I watch these two old Germans down scrubbing the floors, picking up human teeth from beneath the chest of drawers, and now they'd stay out all night long back when they were teens. Different guy each night, but now Berlin ain't what it used to be. But he. You are a million miles from home, and the wall is falling, and you've changed yourself, you know. So they built some condos, so they hung up some new lights. I bet you after the sun goes down, that the fucker really sparkles at night. Linda quit her job and moved to L.A. To live with her son, sit by the pool all day And when she walked away, her stride was light and free And Claudia cried, Berlin ain't what it used to be This is the Spend Goodman Post Show Report Uncle Steve According Joe's on the phone. Now, you don't have to take the call if you don't want to. I mean, he always calls in, but most of the time, Spud just keeps him on hold until the show's over. No, no. According Joe is a good friend of ours. Oh. Put him on. Jerry here is especially close to him. They play Candy Crush a lot in the evenings. Um, Super. Uh, am I on the air? Yes, Carla, you are on the air. You know, that feels so cool to say, no matter how many times I say it. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, um, no offense, man, but how in the hell did you get this guest host gig? Uh-oh. I mean, once again, no one asked me if I was available to do it. Hey, I may live in Spokane these days, but have I said, like I said before many times, gang, just a quick gay ha- Greyhound bus, and I'm to the studio. Just hey, like that. that's not super. Hey, please don't uh, hate Jerry and I for doing this. We know you always wanted to host your own show. But no. we were just doing this to help help out. I mean, Spud said he couldn't get anyone else, so he called us late last night and begged us, so we said we'd do it. Actually, Joe, your name was brought up, but Spud thought it might not be a good idea. Something about your pending case for soliciting a, <clears throat> a lady of the evening. He thought it might be best to wait until that blew over before you had anything to do with the show. Listen, I was told by my attorney that they have no case. It's not like I was looking to pick up that police decoy or whatever they call them. Listen, 
I just asked her if she knew where a guy could get, hey, you know. Hey, Joe, maybe, ha- maybe you should remain silent until you get this thing resolved in court. You know, this is going out over the air right now. Listen, I have nothing, I repeat, nothing to hide. Nothing? I am innocent. You know, Jerry here had an unfortunate encounter with one of those decoy police women, too. This was a few mm-hmm. years back. He got probation, so it worked out, but... but Jerry, you learned a lesson, didn't you? Yeah. Never hit on a streetwalker who looks like she's been juicing and can lift the bus if needed. Big mistake on my part. Hey, Jerry, do they put little cuffs on your hands? Uh, Yes, they did, matter of fact, yeah. Hey, well, at least can I play a song? I've been rehearsing this thing all day long, and, you know, I think our listeners would really enjoy it. Uh, sure. Both Jerry and I dig the accordion. Go Uncle, for it. Uncle Steve, that may not... Okay. Well, this one is called... Idea. This one is called, for all you puppers out there, Pup the Magic Dragon. I love this track. <laughs> Besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? Okay, that was Accordion Joe again, wasn't it, Uncle Steve? It really was. Well, yeah. You're the one who said to let him play. Well, I, we like it. Uh-huh. But, uh, Super. I love Puff the Magic Dragon. I, I wish he would do that more often. Then he might get some airtime. Yeah. I think a whole psychedelic accordion album would be great. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. It is music time once again. Jerry, would you like to introduce the songs? I guess. Am I I supposed to read this? Who wrote this garbage? Okay, whatever. First up is a band from Portland, Oregon, who were quite influential to many bands in the Northwest. You realize I sound really lame, right? At least this band totally rocks. It's the Wipers with Year of the Rat. And then we have a band from Hartford, Connecticut, Bronze Radio, return with Shake, Shake, Shake. Somebody flipping hit play, okay? Jerry.
It's only up to you To get yourself This room is happy We can make it hotter with your help I'll dance with you We'll dance together Until everybody's moving to the This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. This is so cool, Uncle Steve. Lori, our executive producer, is on the line. I strongly suggest you take this call or she will kill you. Who is the executive producer? Spud said he was in charge around here. I I know he says that, but you need to take this call. I mean, trust me on this one. Ms. Lori Madsen could pull the plug on you at any moment, so you want to keep her happy if possible. Okay, put her through. Good, good idea. Is this the executive producer? You are live on the air. Can we maybe do this after Jerry and I are done hosting this thing? Excuse me? I'd prefer to stay in the background, but it was incumbent on me to put a stop to this embarrassment of a show. Huh? Who approved this? I specifically asked Spud to find somebody who was an experienced talent. Someone who could entertain while keeping this post-show report moving along. This has been a disaster! I, I, I sort of told Spud it might not be a good idea, but he said his uncle would be a good guest host. Both Jerry and I feel it is somewhat distasteful to see you be such a suck-up right now, Chick. <gasps> Grow a pair, man. What? I would like to apologize to you, the listeners. Now having to experience this amateur hour, I was not aware this character would be hosting the show. I missed the first 30 minutes dealing with some personal business. I had no idea this was going on over the airwaves. Jerry here would like to say something. Go ahead, Jerry, but try to be appropriate while expressing your feelings. Hey, lady, what the hell is up your ass tonight? And like, who died and made you God? Jerry! Oh, Jerry, don't get personal, you salty language. You know what? I'm going to excuse what I just heard and hope some mental health professionals will be able to give you the help you so desperately need. Ms. Madsen, Ms. Madsen, just don't blame me for this. Spud's talking with someone outside the studio right now, but you can call him on his cell phone if you want. I mean, he probably won't pick up when he sees your number, so maybe you should use someone else's phone. All right, look, I'm going to deal with him in our weekly staff meeting. Just end the show, and we'll help no one tune in tonight. Maybe the damage will be minimal. I have to go. Oh. Well, we think that went well. Let's get back to the music for one last song. What do you got? This is from two guys who hailed originally from New Zealand. They are very funny and talented. Uh, Man, you are starting to sound like someone from Entertainment Tonight. You sound way too slick. Take it down a notch, dude. Listen to you, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, I'll accept that as a compliment. Here are Flight of the Concords with their song 
Foda Fafa. Close enough. What the hell kind of a name is that for a song? I think it's French. Je suis enchanté. Où est la bibliothèque? Voilà même passeport. Ah, Gérald Depadier. Baguette. Baguette. Fou de fafa. Fou de fafa, fafa. Fou de fafa. Et maintenant le voyage à la supermarché. Comme la mousse, ananas, jus d'orange, bœuf, soupe de jour, camembert, jacousteau, baguette. Bonjour. De chien. Ça va? Ça va, ça va? Ça va. Voilà le conversation dans le parc. Où est le livre? À la bibliothèque. Et la musique danse? À la discothèque. Et les discothèques? C'est ici, bébé. Un, deux, un, deux, trois, quatre. Fou de fafa. Fou de fafa. Aïe, Jerry, no, there's not enough time for you to channel Greg, the ancient Inca warrior. We're running late here. I cannot stop the spirit of Greg if oh, I wanted to. No. You know he has a mind of his own. I predict that this show will go down as the most important groundbreaking broadcast in radio history. I hope everyone listening appreciates what they have been blessed with tonight. I can also predict right now the stations from all over the world will be begging Jerry to work for them. He will, of course, never sell out to the man and will remain an underground sensation. Look for him to be on the cover of many cool magazines in the next few months. That is all for now. Channeling is exhausting. I'm, I'm done here. Wow. And so are we, as everyone in the studio needs to say goodbye now. 
Goodbye. Well, it's been a very much of a pleasure working with both of you gentlemen tonight. I wish everybody and Greg, could see too. Jerry. As we say, goodbye, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, I'm not kidding. Say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Wow, Jerry, you know, you have to say goodbye to everybody. You know, you have a microphone right... Wait a minute. He's a dummy. Please, don't call Jerry a dummy. It's hot and dusty in here now. It is hot. Yeah, well, Jerry, do you think you'll ever come back, Jerry? Oh, yeah. We think this went quite well. Oh, boy, Jerry, you really don't have a clue. All right, super. Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our intern is Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman post-show report.